Hello, hello, and welcome to FSU Conversation, where we highlight FSU School of Communication, its students, alumni, and happenings in the industry. We're your hosts, McKinnon Bell and Andy Mastanduno. I'm a graduate student in Media Communication Studies. And I'm a senior currently working towards a public relations degree. And we're both directors ambassadors for the School of Communication. On this episode of FSU Conversation, we are discussing creating change through campaigns with Julia Cuthbertson. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. For our listeners who don't know you, could you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Julia Cuthbertson. Some people through my time at FSU might know me as Julia Ann. I'm currently in my last semester of my grad program. I'm doing integrated marketing communications. And um, in my undergrad at FSU, I did digital media and communication studies. And then I did a double minor with um, entrepreneurship and business. Throughout my time at FSU, I've been involved in a plethora of different activities. I was inducted into the Torchbearer 100 by the Office of Student Life, which was super cool. I still have no idea how that even happened, but I'm very honored. I um, was a member of a Panhellenic chapter, Find You, and I loved it. I was um, the philanthropy chair there, and so that kind of guides. I've just, as you might be able to tell through our conversation, um, I have a large heart just for charity work and philanthropic works. I don't know, guys. I'm a Garnet and Gold fan through and through, have been my entire life, second generation Florida State student. So I'm just happy to say that I'm a Seminole and I'm excited to talk to you guys. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh my gosh, you have such a, you do have such a plethora of stuff under your belt. It's really cool I, that you utilized your school time to do all of that during college. Oh, thank you. I have I have more, but I won't bore you guys, but <laughs> it's very, but yeah, but get involved while you can. So absolutely. So outside of school, you are the founder of the keep on beating campaign, which is Mm -hmm. dedicated to raising awareness of heart disease in women across America. Um, Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit more about this campaign and why you started it? Yeah, so keep on beating. The tagline is to keep hearts beating and to keep on beating heart disease kind of came about in a um, kind of a sad story. So buckle yourself, guys. But um, my sophomore year at Florida State University, um, my sophomore fall, so October 5th, 2019, I received a call that my mom unexpectedly passed away in her sleep. Um, When my brother and I were at school and my dad was off working in Texas, that's all the information that we had for a long time, which is that it was in her sleep, assumably. And so once we did a lot of digging, I mean, we knew that she had been feeling unwell. Um, It was kind of described as flu-like symptoms, nausea, body aches. And she had been to the doctor on multiple different occasions, had blood work done, and but nothing was diagnosed and nothing was kind of pinpointed. It was more like, go home and get your rest. And she ended up passing in her sleep. And so it turns out that um, what we believe was the root of it was an undiagnosed heart disease. What we think is dilated cardiomyopathy, and it might've come about from undiagnosed hemochromatosis, all of which is kind of able to be gathered from a lot of the tests that were done, but she still went undiagnosed. Um, After learning about that and dealing with a lot of the anger that comes through that, um, 
I started talking with a lot of people who unfortunately a lot of other women went through the exact same thing or people lost women the exact same way. So I thought, okay, well, something's going on here. How did we not know that these symptoms were a cardiac disease? How did we not know she was in having, you know, a cardiac event for weeks? How did the doctors not tell her that? My goal with this campaign is to spread awareness of those symptoms because symptoms show themselves differently some most of the time in women than they do um, from what we've learned our whole lives on the little poster in our elementary school wall, your chest hurts, your arm hurts, you're having a heart attack. You know, that's really not the reality a lot of times. And what is the reality is that over half a million Americans are killed every year or die every year from a cardiac related event or disease. And that's a lot of people. It's a leading cause of death in America. And so if I can use this disease to channel my energy, good and bad from my mom's passing, from all aspects of that into saving one other woman or saving one other mom, saving someone's sister, daughter, friend, um, and the ripple impact, the prevention of someone's passing. Um, that's all I want to be able to do. And it gives me a positive place to put my mind um, through the ever-changing process of grief because it never ends and it just changes every day. So that's I just really wanted to start this for goodness for me and for others. Julia, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I just think it's incredible how you have channeled your emotions and your grief into creating such a positive impact that is truly going to change the lives of so many families and so many women. And I'm so sorry about your mom's passing. I know that must have been really hard. She would be so proud of everything that you have accomplished and everything that you have done so far. I'm just absolutely in awe. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, life is not fair. No one ever said it was going to be right. But I still believe that when we as humans are given the strength to, you know, have something moving through us and we have the ability, I mean, with technology these days, you can spread any message, good or bad, but you know, when, um, I say mostly for good. So I knew if I was able to, then I wanted to do that. And it just makes me feel better. And it hopefully can save just one person, you know? So that's all. But thank you for saying that. That's so sweet. You've created a very beautiful thing out of this. And it it is very hard to to cope with things like that. And yeah, again, what McKinnon said, you're doing a really good thing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. She was a proud Florida State alum. I'm literally wearing her shirt. This is from the 93 championships for football. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, proud Seminole fans. So if there's anything just, I mean, that's also what kept me wanting to go back to school. People said, how do you go back to school? And I said, you know, like, well, I mean, nothing's going to change for the better if I don't go back to school, right? You know, (laughs) so, and also I think she'd be so, she'd be so angry with me if I didn't go get a garnet and gold diploma. She'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Back to a point that you touched on before um, when talking about the technological benefits that social media and the internet has really provided you in launching this communication campaign. And with that, I feel like the internet is such a new territory and like the opportunities and challenges that social media provides are things that we're still discovering as all of us getting our degrees in communication. It's something that we look into in our organizations and in our research, but also it changes constantly. 
Um, so I know that definitely can add like an unexpected aspect to like creating a campaign, but we were wondering what else, or was there anything unexpected you discovered when creating, building a campaign? Something that no one mentions when you start? Yeah. I mean, I love that question. I mean, I never thought about how you kind of have to make the decision of how big do you want to be able to make this? So, I mean, not everything can just be you know, viral on TikTok and then all of a sudden everyone's following you, right? And then, you know, you kind of have to make the decision of in order to spread my message on Facebook, for example, I mean, just today, my post was delayed from being, you know, put into the analytic timeline because it was asking me if I wanted to spend $10 to put it there first. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's just ridiculous. That's insane. I never even thought about that. You know, I never even thought about how that's been developing. Everything is a cash grab nowadays. It makes it a lot harder for people not willing to do that, to just spread a message, to really get it out there. Exactly. And I, I never even thought about that. I was like, you guys do that for just a, like a, a charity page, you know, just for someone's post. Like that's, it's insane mind in a business. I think the other thing too is something that was unexpected that I think a lot of people who might have a campaign or organization that is centered on a person or a specific death or a specific illness of a person, like something relevant to time, right? After let's say someone is diagnosed with something or someone passes, everyone's so excited and so willing to, you know, give their money or give their reposts, give their comments, whatever it is. I mean, we could go into all of the consumer psychology about that. And then the, when the dust settles for everyone else, but you're still so passionate about it, it is really weird. You know, like it's really weird to see people unfollow your page to fix their follower count because you're like, wait a minute, is that so important anymore to some people, but it's still so important to you. You know, you don't really expect to have to deal with that. And so if anyone's listening to this that is interested in that, just don't take it personally and don't let it stop you. It recently has slowed me down a little bit. That's just something I didn't expect like you said, like, it's really important to just kind of change your outlook a little bit and to just keep going forward with what you personally are passionate in. And for you, it's this campaign and it should be motivating enough for you to, to keep, (laughs) keep going for sure. But I'm also, I'm sure as, um, someone running a campaign that there are a lot of rewarding and heartfelt moments that you've gotten to have with other people whose hearts you've touched. There are some like rewarding memories or anything that you'd like to share with us that you remember please share oh you're so sweet yeah I mean even just moments like this right now where I just get to talk to people from school and just share the story and just connect with each other you know I mean especially as women right like we have that in our minds that we do have to take a little bit more ownership over our health and be our own advocates a lot of times in a lot of you know places in life but that is also another thing with this campaign and so just even getting to share like this but also in that sense um i got to speak at um another panhellenic chapter that i'm not even a member of alpha feed they have a red dress gala every year and it's for heart health awareness for women's heart health and they invited me to speak at their gala in front of all hundreds of people. And I'm thinking, what the heck am I doing here, you guys? Like, that is just, what am I doing here? Why me? I'm not a doctor. Like, what are you crazy? But I mean, it's moments like that where I was just looking around and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I get to just meet people and talk about this? That's awesome. And um, 
we've been able to raise um, several thousand dollars and all, all donations have gone towards Go Red for Women. Um, they went towards the First Coast chapter, which is Jacksonville, North Florida of Go Red for Women. And so knowing that that money is like going towards a hospital that I pass on my way to work, you know, or women on the streets that I'm driving by, that is so cool to sit and think about sometimes, you know, I'm like, I don't know, you never know where that goes, but you feel the energy of people just giving their love and their time and just seeing how many people that my mom touched. I mean, it was so easy for me to have all these rewarding feelings um, because people were giving their support, but it really was not me. It was just how many people my mom touched. My mom was, um, her name was Susan. She seriously touched so many people. It's insane. I mean, there was hundreds and hundreds and like over 500 people at her funeral. And so, I mean, that's pretty rewarding just to see people that I've never even met, but that remember her from like grade school sending money. Like what a rewarding feeling. So it was kind of a ramble, but there's just so many different aspects from my life and her life and other people's lives. You know, we're all just humans. And so I think it's really cool when we connect with the human experience together. And it just so happens to be something that you care about a lot. Absolutely. And Julia, you say it was a ramble, but really throughout all the different examples and stories that you shared, it's this sense of community of people coming together to make change, whether this is at this fantastic gala that you were able to give a presentation at or in people showing up for your mom. It is coming together and bringing that sense of community that I think is really important to touch upon in tough times and also something that's important for everyone, I think, to remember since coming out of the pandemic, um, how community shows up and how all that plays a role in our lives has definitely changed. Um, and I think it was really empowering, all the stories you just shared, definitely rewarding experiences. But we had just touched upon how this campaign was kind of focused in the online sector. So hearing those real life impacts about how you drive past the hospital every day where you know this money is going to, is just really inspiring, knowing all those little things that can lead to big change. So absolutely it's like ever since <laughs> I met you, we had, we had a class together for those who weren't listening. We met in Dr. Raymond's <laughs> class in the fall. And um, you've just always had such a great way of words. And so I thank you for saying that because I'm the rambler and I need the organizer. And <laughs> so that was very helpful. Thank you. Yes. And it's true. That is the theme that arises when you answer these questions. And I also want to touch upon another community as we're looking at kind of, you know, you're talking about Florida and Jacksonville, which I know you're from Jacksonville. Um, yes. And you also touched upon FSU and like the important role that FSU has played in your life. And so I was wondering too, since you have done communication for undergrad and graduate school, what tools you've learned from your communication courses that have helped you in creating and maintaining this campaign? Yeah, I mean, I have really tried to think about that because you don't realize how much you're learning while you're learning it until you go to sit down and mm -hmm. you can put together a whole post and you can put together a whole paper and you're, you sit back and think, whoa, how, where did I even learn how to do all that? You know, but um, <laughs> definitely organization of purpose, I think is huge. Um, I know with Dr. Lee's courses, um, we used a lot of, and with Dr. Cortez, definitely using online tools and not being scared to just mess around with them. I mean, just the ability to get comfortable with using things like Canva 
huge. I mean, now I even use Canva just to do fun stuff for my friends and I, you know, and mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't even realize you're learning how to use all these tools in school. Um, but definitely just thinking outside the box is, mm -hmm. has been huge. I mean, thinking of, we did a shop and share event. Um, so a percent of the proceeds, um, we did one at Kendra Scott here in Jacksonville. Nice. And I mean, just thinking outside the box, you know, what is a female owned company? What's something that a lot of women like, you know, just thinking logically, but in the realm of trying to be creative with what you want to do. That's something I totally learned. So thank you so much to all of our professors for that. There's so many different things. Oh, yeah. I can't even listen. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a graduate student, but the classes that I've been taking, I'm, I major in PR. What I've really liked about the courses in the School of Communication is that they're very hands-on. It's not really like busy work per se. It's like, no, you get a client and you are in a group of people and you do projects where everything is like you're doing the research, you're doing surveying like real people, you're creating these plans, you're creating like strategies and tactics based off of this research that you conducted and it's just I feel like that's the best way to really get to know what you're doing is just to get experience and that's what I've really enjoyed with like these courses is that they really they let you have those experiences which is really great um, yeah I with that too and say something I've really liked about like the courses and you kind of touched on this Julia is it's not always course specific to you. So you might be taking courses that you're like, why the heck am I in this? You know, you mentioned we met an analysis communication theory in the fall. And I was like, why am I in analysis of communication theory? Ended up loving the class. But Loved there's it. so much that I feel like the School of Communication courses teach you in how to think through problems like you were talking about, how yes. to think logically but creatively. And sometimes the best answers are the ones right in front of you that you're missing. And yes. so sometimes it's not always about those specific papers that you're writing, um, you know, 50 pages delving into a theory, but it can be about like the reframing and training of your mind to like identify certain scenarios and solutions and creative ideas and things like that. So for anyone listening, start appreciating your courses. Even if you think yes. the content's not going to be interesting to you, you're going to learn some really important things. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, trust the professors. And, like, yes. Andy, what you were saying, like, that is so true. It's so true. And you don't even realize until you, you know, maybe think of an alternative or maybe, like, other assignments from, I don't want to put down anybody, but go Knowles. You know, like I have friends that study our same areas at other schools and they aren't doing it like that. You know, mm -hmm. they're saying, you guys made a campaign. That's sick. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, we're sitting there and doing it and we're encouraged to try our hardest and think creatively and just sit, just sit down and do it, get comfortable with it and have fun with it. And that's how you learn. Absolutely. So I love, I love everything y'all said. We love what we you, love said. you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh that was God. awesome. We posted two podcasts together. Now we're in sync. <laughs> Can't brain. believe you guys rehearsed your lines together. That was so good. <laughs> wow. Um, I know you had said that um, you've used social media a lot to 
spread awareness for your campaign. And I've also just heard from, in general, with the internet, you know, coming big, big social media, everything. It is a really great platform to spread awareness, especially to people who aren't like local to you at all. Um, I just wanted to know though, what other platforms, maybe it is social media, maybe it's in-person events, but what other platforms or ways have you found worked best for you to build the most awareness around your campaign? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, at first it was definitely Facebook. And I think the algorithm worked for me in that favor. And then I've tried to carry on through Instagram just because there's less barriers that way. The in-person events that we've done have been really cool. I, I know I mentioned the Kendra Scott event. Um, I mean, just having a sign out in the middle of the walkway of this huge mall here in Jacksonville called the St. John's Town Center. It's a huge outdoor mall. And just having a sign there, I mean, I did the math and 4,000 people walked past it and just saw the logo. That's so cool to think about. And um, like even if they didn't come in, you know, it's really cool. I also did um, an interview with a Jacksonville show here for First Coast News. It's called First Coast Living and was hosted by Mike Prangley. And he interviewed, he interviewed me just to learn about the stories. He do a lot of feel good local stories. So that was really cool. Just thinking about someone eating, you know, their morning toast and just hearing that story and maybe being able to find us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, that, that one was really cool. I'd like to do something like that again. And now this, I mean, a podcast guys, that's so fun. That's so cool. You guys are awesome at it too. Aww. I feel like well, there was another so one. Oh my gosh, of course. I feel like there was another one, but I'm kind of like just having so much fun. I can't, I'm not really like in the zone of my thinking. <laughs> But well, I'm glad um, you're having fun because that means we're doing our job right. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, I did a pageant. I competed for Miss Jacksonville, but it was really fun. It was with the Miss America organization who now, interestingly enough, this was back in 2020, right before COVID hit. I did this pageant and my platform was Keep On Beating, which is really neat. But now it's really, really interesting is the Miss America organization through their new ownership recently, they're adopted Go Ride for Women and American Heart Association as their program-wide platform. So that's really cool. That's going to hit on a national stage. That's so cool. Just you know, even yeah. if it's not from me or, you know what, I don't, I don't care about that. You know, I know some people do with their campaigns that I would love to take this big, but I, obviously if the mission is being carried out in so many other ways, I applaud every time that happens. So check that out, guys. I actually have a, a little follow-up question to this. Do you, so do you research these um, events and reach out to them or does it happen where they contact you or is it like a mutual, like? It's happened all of those ways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's different every time. Um, I think now, just as the dust has settled, I think I'm just going to be spam reaching out to a lot of people, a lot of local businesses. Um, we also did an event at this um, consignment store called um, Cut Consignment, C-U-T Consignment in Jacksonville. Shout out, Miss Kimberly Zladenoff, a wonderful women's woman, businesswoman. She's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been all of the ways. So that's what's really cool. Absolutely. I just like, you said the, the pageant thing is, is really cool to me because that is just, <laughs> it's something I've never even like considered being like such a great way to spread awareness, but it's so... It is. It absolutely yes. is. And I think that yeah. goes back to what you were saying earlier about thinking of these creative outlets and these creative opportunities are also the most logical. Everyone knows the Miss America campaigns and the pageants, but how many people think yeah. to actually 
you know, enter themselves into a campaign to spread message and awareness. Obviously, the women competing do, but outside of that, such a creative approach to spreading your message, Julia. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, to anyone, you know, just do what you want to do and have fun and find ways to spread your passion through doing what you do. Like, you know, if you're a skater, go to your skate park and do a fundraiser. If you're a surfer, have a surfing competition or meet up, you know, and charge a dollar and just put out a sign, you know, like, you know, just be creative and have fun, just spread your message. So you're interested in too, is what you're saying. There can be joy in the work that you do. It is a reflection. If this is something you're passionate about, you can tie in those other interests like you're talking about, because likely there's going to be other people that intersect within those interests as well, who are going to show up for the cause. So things to think about keeping campaigns fun and effective. And I want to go back to something you mentioned when you were talking about the Miss America pageants and you talked about how it's fantastic that they've been able to kind of really go big with spreading this message and campaign, how this is something that you yourself might be interested in doing and taking the campaign you currently have and expanding it. Um, So I was wondering, this is going to be a bit of a multi-part question. So buckle in. (laughs) I really want you to think through all the different avenues that you have to potentially answer this question. Mm -hmm. So how does this campaign align with your future goals, if at all? Do you have plans to expand the campaign and make it bigger? Or what do you think the next steps could be for someone in your position to take the campaign like yours a step further? Mm -hmm. I love that question. I think for right now, it's all about consistency. And I think that's something that was hard to do while balancing school and this. And I think now, um, now that I'm home and doing my residency for my last semester, I think now I really, you know, your life is on a schedule, right? I mean, even with school, you have, you have obviously have a class schedule, but there's every week is different from the one before, and it's not going to be anything like the next. And so that was just kind of hard to be able to sit there and think of that as, you know, something to sit down and do every week or find a time to be consistent about it. So right now it's all about consistency and I a hundred percent plan on keeping it going and hopefully growing it just as I gain more skills and am able to put towards the money, time, and effort in doing the things you should really be doing to make it big. And again, College of Communication has taught me a lot of that about how to brand what you're doing, where to bring it, um, all the different avenues to use, print, media, you know, everything. Um, And I think right now I'm actually, so I mentioned my residency and you asked me my career goals. Right now, I'm interning at an advertising agency in Jacksonville called St. John and Partners, and it's amazing. I'm actually also writing a paper with Dr. Lee right now for my semester project for my DIS, and so it'll be all about the modern internship in an agency, so if any student, and that'll be shared with um, students, so if you're interested in that and you're listening, stay tuned, and don't expect a Nobel Prize winning paper, but I'm going to put some effort into it, guys. But, Some um, insights. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like a case study of agency life as an intern today, because it's so different than it was two years ago, right? Absolutely. Um, everything has changed. I just want to be involved with good people and good business and spreading messages of good businesses. And so I think this kind of falls into line there. You know, I don't really want to be spending 50-hour weeks and millions of dollars of an advertising budget doing something if it's not for good people and good intended business, which is something so Gen Z of me to say that is so Gen Z of us. I mean, Cantar released us, um, some data about that. 
it kind of falls into line there, just spreading good messages. Oh my goodness, you are such a hardworking woman. You are doing so oh, much. Thanks. That's amazing. <laughs> but I'm sure just being in college right now, having to balance a lot, I'm also currently in that position, like doing and balancing an internship, also the, this podcast, and then like yes. final year graduating in May it's just like nice congratulations thank you thank you but you know it can it can be a a lot on your shoulders sometimes very hard to balance it out at times so I'm excited for you for when you graduate and have more time on your hands to continue developing and going further and I'm really glad that McKinnon um referred you for this podcast because now I'm aware of this pod uh, podcast this campaign and I'm excited to see your journey go further and and where you continue to take this campaign. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I'm glad I know you now because I can keep up with you. I mean, you guys are both doing amazing things and I'm not just saying that to say it. I mean, seriously, um, even just getting into college is a huge feat. And so to be so involved and to keep doing what you're doing, I mean, you guys are doing amazing. What's the, you're doing amazing, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to say too, for our listeners who are listening to this and Julia, everything you've accomplished is so incredible, but you just mentioned too, getting into college itself is an accomplishment. So for our listeners out there who are listening to this and are like, I really want to make change, but it's just not something I can factor in right now. You're doing great. You're doing fantastic. People go on paths at different times. People accomplish their passions and goals and are able to funnel that into change at different times so you know you're winning every day that you are waking up and going out into the world you are winning and you are making a difference so keep on doing that and the time will come when you're able to fully step into your power of change yes i'm really glad you just opened up that conversation um because i feel really weird talking about myself so this whole time i've been like sweating and it might be the crew neck I'm wearing in the middle of Florida but you know it's just something I it's kind of weird for me and so I do just want to say like I am so self-critical and I think if you know if you're listening along the same lines of what McKinnon just talked about like uh there's so many times when I've really had to tell someone to someone has had to tell me I mean to say take a step back and just look at what you've done I mean, even if you don't think something is a big accomplishment, it it is. And celebrate yourself. And I love when you said everything happens for people at different times. I mean, when I was getting in, when I was a freshman at Florida State and I looked around at people getting into all these crazy organizations and like meeting the governor. And I'm like, how, what did you do? Like that, you were way more important than me. You know, like what, what are you talking about? Like, that's insane to me. And um And it just, I don't know, you don't be down on yourself and just be thankful and work hard and everything will come to you. Karma is real. (laughs) Karma is the breeze in your hair on the weekend, guys. T-Swift reference. Love it. Love it. (laughs) That's how we kind of became friends as Taylor Swift. Um, All right. Well, um, do you run this campaign single-handedly or do you have like a team of people, maybe like family members, friends who help you like maintain the campaign at all? Yeah, I mean, it's just me, which probably kind of shows in the lack of content that I've been able to consistently be able to put together. Um, But yeah, it's just me. But I mean, 
I might just be the one putting together the content, but the relevancy of it is purely only because of friends and family and those who the story has touched and who also relate to such a sad reality of what is cardiac deaths in America. And um, I mean, like I said earlier, my mom had so many people that she touched and it, it makes me really happy to at least know that while her time on earth was short, she was loved through it and loved by so many and she was able to make such an impact with people. I say, so I say it's just me, but it's really not. It's so many people for donating, for reposting, for engaging, for just still making it relevant. And for my mom, for just being such an incredible person an incredible spirit to where she still inspires people from the next life to care about this and to share it with others. Yeah. Gosh, I'm, I'm sure it can be really difficult running all of this by yourself. And I know you just said that keeping up with social medias can be hard, but are there any other challenges of being this like one woman show uh, running this campaign? And also how do you stay motivated when you face these challenges? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna start with the second half of that. Um, the motivation, I mean, when, when you care about something, obviously you just kind of do it, but then there's times where I care obviously every day and maybe I'm just extra sad and I just don't even want to think about it or I'm just so busy focusing on caring about you know the the loss of my mother so much and still facing that every day where I don't feel like logging on and being like okay guys so eat more walnuts because they're really good for you you know (laughs) like I just don't want to do that you know it seems so silly like no I want to post about you know if something's wrong with you, go to your doctor and tell them and don't take no for an answer. If you know something's wrong with you, let's stick up for yourself, you know, but that's not, it's a little abrasive. So we, we put away the social media for a bit and we try again when we can do something more effective and positive. Right. Um, so the motivation is interesting in that, in that regard. It, I think it really is just dealing with your emotions and wanting to put it into something good. Obviously, you know, no one has ever said, you know, out loud, I want to put something, I'm going to put my emotions into something bad. Just making sure that I'm taking care of myself and that those who I love are taking care of ourselves. Um, having good health and then also looking out for others so that they don't have to face this too. And that can just be, you start putting a lot of pressure on yourself and you're like, okay, I mean, what? I'm not posting enough. What if someone could have read that? What if one of my friends you know, could have taken it more seriously. Do you, am I engaging enough for people to remember what I'm posting? Is it actually doing something? And so you always have that in your mind. But like I said, I'm just self-critical and I think it's easy for us to do that in any aspect of life. So I think the hardest part is just the doubt and the fear that can plague us in anything that we want to do for ourselves and for others and to just shake it off and maintain your inner peace and just do what you can when you can and just make sure that it's good for you and for others. You talk a lot about the self-criticism that you face and that is kind of like your biggest challenge I think is the Mm -hmm. theme of this and you've been discussing running this campaign and I really appreciate your vulnerability and talking about how this self-criticism affects you because we are our biggest critics and your personal anecdotes, I think, are really helpful because while this is something that you struggle with, I think it's something that a lot of other people struggle with too. And it's mm-hmm. so easy to look at other people, like I mentioned before, and be like, 
wow, you know, they really have their life together. You know, everything works out for them and not realize that we're all kind of fighting our own internal battles. So I just really want to take a minute to tell you how much I appreciated you sharing your experiences with that, because I think it's something that a lot of our listeners will relate to. And with that, you've shared so much insight throughout this podcast that I think is really helpful for any student, adult, alumni, anyone in the community who is looking to create change through campaigns or in other ways, or looking how to funnel their passion and emotions into something that does create substantial change. So I was wondering if you had any final advice that you would like to give students who are seeking to funnel their emotions and passions into creating change, be that through a campaign or any other creative outlet. Yeah, I love, first of all, thank you. And, um, yeah, guys, I swear we have talked a lot about me, but I, I don't have it together. I really don't think there's anyone in life that totally has it together. In comparison is the thief of joy. Okay, so take care of yourself. That is a wise statement. Wall in no. my, old, my old childhood cheerleading gym. It's a comparison is the thief of joy. And that's I, 100% true. I really like that. I'm going to start like implementing that in my, my, my daily mantras. Yes, comparison is the thief of joy. You never know anyone else's full picture or full story, guys. You never do. You never do. Um, But I think definitely if you're someone that's looking, who has been through something, whether it's something really good or something really hard or anything formative for any reason, okay, it doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be hard. Doesn't, it can also be happy, whatever it is. Just let the dust settle I think and then whatever is still sitting on your heart I feel like that can be kind of labeled as the most authentic thing that's important to you and to just carry on with that authenticity through whatever medium you choose to do whether it's painting whether it is a podcast whether it's dancing and singing and writing poems or if it's doing a social media campaign or using social media to share with the world any of the things that you choose to do or do one of all of them who cares you know just make sure that it's happy for you that it's good for you and that it's authentic to you because if you're doing something that is inauthentic not only will other people probably notice it won't feel good um if you're trying to form yourself into a box that maybe you don't fit in and the other thing is take care of yourself first and foremost Because, I mean, there were times where I'd be sitting in tears in my college town bed, you know, and I haven't got that I haven't gone out of for three days. And I'd be like, so make sure you go on a walk today. You know, like, girl, please put the phone away. Please put the phone away. Like, that can wait until you're okay and you take care of yourself. Because if you are just pouring out of your own bucket so much and not refilling it, there's only so much more good that you can continue to keep doing before you totally break down. And then not only are you not good, but now you're not able to continue the work that you want to do for others. So take care of yourself, find what's authentic for you. And if you're not posting every day, that's fine. If you post 12 times a day, power to you, I love you, good for you, you know, and just listen to your body. Kind of like the same thing with what you want to eat each day. I think we should do the same with like what you want to do each day. Listen to your body. If you feel like doing something really fun and creative, do it. If you feel like doing something more somber and serious, do it. Just listen to yourself. Listen to what's authentic to you. And that's and that will carry you and it will feel right and it will do well because it's what you're supposed to be doing. Definitely. I think it can be 
the judgments of, of the outer world or the expectations, at least, of the people around you can be very overwhelming sometimes and feeling like you owe people or you owe commitments and stuff, like, a lot of a lot of energy and, and time. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I first and foremost, like, the only person you're going to be with from the moment you're born to death is yourself. And yes. it's important to listen to yourself and understand who you are what your passions are and your hobbies and to stay involved in that it and I think we had mentioned this earlier but like you can absolutely combine things that you're passionate about or skills that you feel that you excel in and make that a career if you really want to or you know keep it separate if you if you choose but you know I think it's very important to keep those things those like very um raw things about yourself and just carry them with you as you progress through life because those are really the things at the end of the day that are going to make you feel good and continue make you feel good so it's very inspiring that uh, you said that I try to keep that lesson in the back of my head as I go forward every day because I feel like with like all of the work and commitment that you have it's very hard to stop and think about yourself and just even just taking a break sometimes if you need it like resting is also so important and it's a hard lesson to learn and definitely hard to um hold yourself accountable for but I think the more you again engage with it and like get more experience in doing it the easier it becomes Mm -hmm. and the clearer you live the better you live I think Yes. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think like another thing is, I mean, along lines of listening to your body and just, you know, doing good, like you can, you know, through one part of your life, you can want to do one thing and then you can change it and do it as another, like whatever is authentic to you, whatever you want to do. And you can change, you know, like you aren't set in something for your whole life. So just make sure you're doing what you want to do and that it's good. We're all just people. And as soon as you realize that you're just a person and someone else is just a person and we all are just trying to do the thing you know just be human together just live the human experience mm-hmm. i love that Absolutely. just be human together come together create community support one another you have one more like series of questions some rapid style questions just to help our listeners get to know you better and just you know to have a little bit of fun here so um are you ready to answer born ready perfect all right first question what is your favorite color um a baby pink or a baby blue and it changes every morning when i wake up it's either gonna be a pink day or it's gonna be a blue day what does that entail so like a pink day is very much like peachy i'm not like flirty but i'm like i'm like you know feeling girly really or like blue day is like i'm calm cool collected you know, but there's like, you know, do you know what I mean? I like, do. I know what you mean. Or a baby blue day. Yep. I'm, I'm really <laughs> excited that I get to ask the second question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been waiting this whole podcast to ask. Julia. <laughs> yeah. Who is your favorite musician? <sighs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Honorary PhD or something from NYU. I 
also my favorite musician, hence why I was so excited podcast listeners to ask that question. She does she does have <laughs> um quite a big discography. So if you could choose your favorite song by her, which would it be? Right now? I cause it changes with you, right? Mm-hmm. Changes with the seasons. Um is it a pink day or a blue day? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um now that it's um right now it's nothing new featuring phoebe bridgers taylor's version from the vault and that's a great great song great song um but i will say my most played song last year on the according to spotify wrapped was the man from lover oh my gosh so, i love that one and then finally for our last question though we know you are very very busy in all of your endeavors what do you like to do in your free time I love anything music. I come from a very music family. I mean, like I got in trouble when I was a little kid um, for singing um, That Smell by Leonard Skinner on the playground. So that's something <laughs> just about me. I hope that rounds out who I am to whoever this may, whoever's ears this may ever touch. But um, I'm a very music family. Like, we have a big music room in my house with guitars and pianos and everything else and my dad was in bands when he was younger and my brother and I just loved music so just sitting down with the guitars and piano and just playing and singing songs with my family is something that I mean it just it's like going home you know the feeling of just recharging touching your roots that's my favorite thing to do ever that's awesome well that officially wraps up our podcast I think that's fantastic what a great way to spend time with your family and also kind of funny that all four of our questions ended connecting together with the theme of music and days changing day by day you never know what you'll get with these answers Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say to all of our listeners who have stuck with us thus far if you want to support Julia and the keep on beating campaign you can follow them on Instagram and on Facebook at keep on beating campaign and Julia thank you so much for being our podcast guest yes for this episode it's been such a joy having you and I think you provided so much insight from both your unique experiences that also are applicable to all of our listeners here today. And I hope they enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed having you on today. Yes, thank you so much. You've been very inspiring to me and I'm sure to all of our listeners as well. So yes, thank you for taking the time to come in and talk with us. Well, thank you guys. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to see you guys, speak with you guys, and obviously share my message. But everyone be kind and be well and spread love. Thank you guys.